Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 216. O he who trusts in God's protection and hopes in him when fears alarm, be sheltered by his loving kindness, delivered by his mighty arm. If ye God's law can understand, ye have not builded on this end. Hymn number 216. like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website and from the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. You click on that and follow it through to the place that says click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and there you'll find the readings. And the theme for tonight is loving kindness. 
And the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland. The Bible, Psalms. How excellent is thy love and kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wing. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Second Samuel. David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel in Lodeber. Then king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, from Lodeber. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou, therefore, and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruit, that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table." Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. Isaiah, 
I will mention the loving kindnesses of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. For he said, surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their savior. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bare them and carried them all the days of old. Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Oh, may the love that is taught be felt and so lived that when weighed in the scale of God, we be not found wanting. Love is consistent, uniform, sympathetic, self-sacrificing, unutterably kind. Even that which lays all upon the altar and speechless and alone bears all burdens, suffers all inflictions, endures all piercing for the sake of others and for the kingdom of heaven's sake. Obedience is the offspring of love, and love is the principle of unity, the basis of all right thinking and acting. It fulfills the law. We see eye to eye and know as we are known, reciprocate kindness, and work wisely in proportion as we love. When we realize there is one mind, the divine law of loving our neighbor as ourself is unfolded. Whereas a belief in many ruling minds hinders man's normal drift towards the one mind, one God, and leads human thought into opposite channels where selfishness reigns. If hypocrisy, stolidity, Inhumanity or vice finds its way into the chambers of disease through the would-be healer. It would, if it were possible, convert into a den of thieves, the temple of the Holy Ghost, the patient's spiritual power to resuscitate himself. The unchristian practitioner is not giving to mind or body the joy and strength of truth. The poor suffering heart needs its rightful nutriment, such as peace, patience in tribulation, and a priceless sense 
of the dear Father's loving kindness. The test of all prayer lies in the answer to these questions. Do we love our neighbor better because of this asking? Do we pursue the old selfishness, satisfied with having prayed for something better, though we give no evidence of the sincerity of our request by living consistently with our prayer? If selfishness has given place to kindness, we shall regard our neighbor unselfishly and bless them that curse us. But we shall never meet this great duty simply by asking that it may be done. There is a cross to be taken up before we can enjoy the fruition of our hope and faith. Christian science commands man to master the propensities, to hold hatred in abeyance with kindness, to conquer lust with chastity, revenge with charity, and to overcome deceit with honesty. Choke these errors in their early stages if you would not cherish an army of conspirators against health, happiness, and success. God never punishes man for doing right, for honest labor, or for deeds of kindness, though they expose him to fatigue, cold, heat, contagion. If man seems to incur the penalty through matter, this is but a belief of mortal mind, not an enactment of wisdom. And man has only to enter his protest against this belief in order to annul it. Through this action of thought and its results upon the body, the student will prove to himself by small beginnings the grand verities of Christian science. In proportion as mortals approximate the understanding of Christian science, they take hold of harmony, and material encumbrance disappears. Having one God, one mind, one consciousness, which includes only his own nature, and loving your neighbor as yourself, constitute Christian science, which must demonstrate the nothingness of any other state or stage of being. Christian scientists, their children and grandchildren to the latest generations, inevitably love one another with that love wherewith Christ loveth us, a love unselfish, unambitious, impartial, universal, that loves only because it is love. Moreover, they love their enemies, even those that hate them. This we all must do to be Christian scientists in spirit and in truth. I long and live to see this love demonstrated. I am seeking and praying for it to inhabit my own heart and to be made manifest in my life. Our leader and teacher 
not only discovered Christian science, but through long years of consecration, has obeyed its every demand for our sakes as well as for her own. And we begin to understand how illimitable is the love which supports such selfless devotion. We begin to comprehend the beauty of holiness and to be truly grateful to her who has depicted its form and comeliness. We have found it true that she openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then repeat together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 76. God is known in loving kindness. God, the true eternal good. Zion, ne'er will he forsake thee. Trust his father motherhood. Can a mother leave her children? Can unchanging love forget? Though all earthly friends betray thee, Lo, his arm enfolds thee yet. Hymn number 76.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. Welcome one and all. At all of our services and meetings, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We maintain several websites, many of which are in foreign languages, which enables us to reach many people across the globe in other languages as well. And we most certainly have, literally, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you. We'd like to encourage you to browse through our websites, whichever language you prefer. We have so much to offer, and it all comes free of charge, and it all comes with the love of this church, and it is all healing and inspired for your reading, studying, listening, etc. Um, join us every Sunday morning. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow it with our church service at 11 o'clock, and we offer a Sunday school for children. This Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. And one more confirmation about our Bible study. It is indeed Saturday, May 1st, which is this coming Saturday. The Bible questions are on the website. So join us Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. Be there. You won't regret it. We're going to have a wonderful discussion. Okay. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. 
Joanne from Florida, go ahead. Thank you. Um, the healing testimonies given here go deep into our consciousness and are there when we need them, and continuing in their healing power. And uh, this was again proven to me recently. Last week, I woke up with a painful cramp or Charlie horse in my leg, and I immediately remembered a testimony Sharon gave about a year ago about a healing of a Charlie horse in her leg. And she had said, quote, I don't have a horse in my leg, and it's not named Charlie, end quote. Well, I laughed when I remembered this, and with that, the pain instantly vanished. It was dismissed. And Mrs. Zetti says in Science and Health, quote, dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate. And that's what happened. I'm so grateful for the healing power of Christian science that everyone here testifies to. I'm also grateful for all the teaching and practitioner support that I have received here and for membership in this church. Thank you for this service tonight, for those comforting readings and hymns, and I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm on the master board of our community, and we just held elections for several openings on our board. We were concerned about a couple of the people who were running. They supposedly had a lot of support, and to put it politely, they would not have been good for business. I asked a practitioner for help and was told to know that God is governing and everybody will be in their right place. Well, last Friday, the ballots were counted and the right people won. I'm very grateful for how it all worked out. God was truly governing. I'm grateful for Christian Science to be a member here, for the work of the practitioner, and thank you very much for those readings. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. I just want to give gratitude fairly for those, those very good readings. I've learned so much since I've been here through Mary Baker Radio and our practitioners and many early workers, their writings. More about the nature of God and how we and I can be more like that, or at least see it, because we always were and will be. And it feels good. Well, one sticky point was that I was told about tithing, and, and I've been trying to tithe, but after paying monthly bills, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But, and so I had to figure out a way, but you know, it's the right thing because it's, God provides the employment and the income, and His nature would be to support any good thing. And this church definitely is that. So, yeah, <clears throat> I didn't want to force the issue, but it came to me while I was in, just about going to sleep the other night that I, there is a way that I can tithe regularly. It just turned out that I have a bank account that is now going to be giving me enough interest each year to tithe. So I don't have to worry about paying it monthly or weekly, but just have my finance guy, you know, or he said it was cool, just annually do it. And then <clears throat> it's, it'll, it's uh, like a fact. So God makes the way easily and rightly to do what's right and natural. 
no strain. I thank God for this church and what God unfolds. Thank you. Carol from California, go ahead. Okay, since, well, since I tuned into Plainfield one Saturday and heard immediately, good morning, Carol, I have become more acquainted with my truth. Mrs. Singletary was welcoming another Carol to Bible study, but the little shock that went through me at that moment gave me direction to call Plainfield to ask for help. Since that good morning, Carol, greeting, I have become a member, the first church I ever joined, and my life increasingly shows the joy and light of spirit. It is the love and the structure of the church that keep me practicing life in Christ and in the Christ spirit every day. Ideas come when I need a solution. Supply comes to meet my needs. Lessons come to remind me where I fall short of my commandments. And here's a little example. So I was doing DoorDash about a week ago. And sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really challenging. I was getting a lot of double orders, which I don't like to take because the first order, the food will get cold sometimes. I was having app trouble. You do the job through an app on your phone. I dropped an order off at the wrong door. So all night I was just changing my thoughts. Carol, Carol, Carol. I was just talking to myself all night, going to positive because I was just trying to be calm and be with Christ. Finally, the when I the guy called the customer called me, and he was so nice and he was so calm and I was so all night I was fighting impatience and frustration, and I told him I could fix it but I have to drop off this other order first, and he said, "Oh, that's fine." And I was like, "Are you sure you can call the company?" "Oh no, we'll wait. That's fine." So I went back and the wrong door. The food was still there, so I put it at his door. And I told him, if you don't, if your fruit's not fresh enough, you can call the company and they'll make a solution for you. He said, oh, no, it hasn't been opened. That's fine. I was just so struck by how what I was trying to achieve all night, they were just like, God showed me the perfect example right there. And I was just like, how did they do that? So, but anyway, it was so cool. That was my lesson. Don't give up, Carol. It's achievable. So, to end, to end appropriately, I'm so happy to be a part of the Christian Science. Oh, of of your church. I'm so. Come on, I'm so happy to be part of all this. And the practitioners paved the way. We have to give them. Yay! Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Chardell. Good evening. I offer my thanks and gratitude to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and my practitioner for learning about prayer and thanksgiving to God, especially now after I made a grave mistake in one of my duties. I'm on my mental bended knees more than ever. 
I am deeply sorry, but unless I change, it is all to no avail. In the lesson this week, it was Magdalene, in her devotion and purity, who was forgiven much, because she loved much. Last week, we were reminded in the Beatitudes, in Matthew 5, 8, of the pure in heart, and how they are the ones who see God. I pray with fervent desire to mind and obey the mind that made me, and then I should not slip so hard, because I know God accepts righteous prayers and actions. Many years ago, I read about a man who wanted to work for God, and then in his fine efforts, he thought, well, it looks like I could at least help God work. And much later, he decided that he would watch God work and continue to do his very best. Now I'd like to read two lines from hymn 341. If we live a life of prayer, God is present everywhere. God does the work, but I am here to humbly serve him. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. Before coming to Plainfield, whatever feeling I had when I was waking up in the morning seemed to dictate how I felt all day, unless someone or something came along and made it worse. And because of this, for years, I thought I was a naturally unhappy and depressed person. I'm very grateful for how Christian science, practitioner support, and finding my place in working for the church has helped me to have peace and joy the majority of the time. I'm grateful to have learned here that happiness is truly my natural state, providing I am striving to listen and obey God to the best of my ability. And now if some negative thought or emotion does try to come in, I've learned to quickly examine it to see if I need to watch and pray about something, or if it is just a baseless attack on my ability to be useful to God and this church. It is wonderful for how coming to understand that God is the only power and that he created me and all of us for a good purpose sure makes being positive and hopeful well within reach every moment of the day. I'm so grateful for this science and for all that being a member here has blessed me with. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the beautiful music to start us out with. During last uh, Sunday roundtable, a line by Mrs. Eddy was shared from the course in Divinity and General Collectania, known as the Blue Book, page 17, that said, quote, If you heal yourself of self-justification, you will lift yourself into the kingdom of heaven, end quote. Mrs. Eddy instructs in Science and Health that we should heed these Christly warnings and listen to those warning of the foe in ambush. So I want to express my gratitude tonight for the help of my Plainfield practitioner who is willing to point out these, was willing to point out these behaviors in me and teach me through healing a way out. Through her regular practitioner support, she helped lift me out of my thoughts of self-focus, always on my problems 
what I needed to do, my activities, what I was interested in, and with no God in the middle of it. At first, I could not see or trust this principle of getting out of self, and very often I would justify my choices or reactions and blaming. As these attitudes were challenged and replaced by practical Christian science living, expressing gratitude, keeping my focus on the Bible and Mrs. Eddy's writings, doing prayer watches, and not allowing wrong to rule the right, I started to experience healing, both uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and transformation in my life. And there was more peace, joy, and patience, and strength. I'm very grateful to uh, get away from this old depressive sense that just focused on self and looking out and learning to live a life of purpose and being useful to God. I'm very grateful to be on this journey. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church. Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead. Hello, thank you for uh, this beautiful prayer gathering. I am very grateful for all what I have learned in this science of the Christ, so amazing. Um, and uh, expressing gratitude for a very great help that we got. Um, helping a houseless people that had just gotten an RV or a mobile home to uh, live in it because that's the only thing that now he can do. But it was an old vehicle and uh, it was very, in a very bad shape in every sense, even cleanliness. And uh, he was very desperate to uh, be able to sleep in a, in a place where, you know, he was not all with all kinds of things. And uh, it was very wonderful to know that divine love was helping us to help him. And uh, so we were able to get a crew and uh, go with him which ended up moving to another place, to a church that let him stay there for a couple of days uh, so that he could do the work because on the street he couldn't. And uh, But it was okay. Everybody went all the way there and we helped him. And it was so wonderful to see how working together, uh, everything can be done and anything can be accomplished. Like all the paint was on, the uh, the floor was on, the just everything, everything uh, amazing in, in just one day uh, because other people came to help, because other people care to come and do something. Um, I was reading that uh, from... Uh, maybe it is actually something about that. It says that uh, the way to do something is by doing it, and the way to help is by helping. 
that is not the exact quote, but it's the exact meaning. And I thought, like, this is so simple, really, but sometimes we don't get it and we, uh, you know, just keep on going around or talking or stuff, but not actually doing the deeds. And uh, this was such a beautiful example of that. Um, just so grateful that we can always pray and listen and trust what God says and then go and do it and it will always go well. And I'm just really grateful for that, especially with my work here in Los Angeles with the houseless is a great help. And thank you so much, all of you, for preparing this space and beautiful inspiration for us. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm thankful for our Sunday school and all of our Sunday school teachers. This week, my children have been reciting the five G's that they recently learned in Sunday school class, both in the morning and before bed. To understand that God good guards, guides, and governs is the foundation of what I'm learning in Christian science. And it's what's having the greatest effect on my life as I continue to grow. For children to grasp this understanding early on is something that will bless them and others in their experience for years to come. And this is a priceless gift that I'm most grateful for. Thank you so much for tonight's readings and for all the testimonies given so far and those still to be given tonight. I'm very grateful for this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful to Plainfield Church for all that it provides concerning true Christian science and for wonderful practitioner support. Recently, with the weather warming up, lawn mowing season is here, and I've been in need of someone to cut the grass. During this, <clears throat> excuse me, during this time, I'm so very grateful that my neighbors have helped with that and that my lawn has been nicely cut. In the meantime, I believe I have found the right person to continue with that uh, the rest of the year. I'm very grateful that God provides and that there is no lack of anything. Thanks so much for tonight's reading, the music, and I'm very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Uh, this is Bruce. Um, very grateful for one passage in our lesson this week. It's from Isaiah. It says, I, even I, am he, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake. And I must say I'm so thankful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church. I'm sure all my life I tried to do well and be good and all that other stuff that everybody really does aspire to. But usually it was all human effort. And I could go on and on about how inferior that method is about. But after reading this passage, that I, we're talking about God, am the one that removes the transgressions, and he does it for a specific purpose, for mine own name's sake. And 
When I started learning about this sort of thing here in Plainfield, it made a world of difference. Instead of me trying to make myself right, dear God, show me the true model, and I will humbly follow as best I can. And you lead the way. And it's done wonders for me. I've had just one quick example of that recently. Last Sunday, I had the privilege of watching this absolutely adorable uh, video of the Sunday school children reciting the 23rd Psalm. And I must say, it was about the most adorable thing anybody's ever seen. And it was quite an example for me because later on that day, I was going from activity to activity. And sometimes it feels like I'm just moving a little bit too fast. So I decided I'm going to take a moment here at home and open up my Bible and read the 23rd Psalm. And I got as far as the point where it said, He restoreth my soul. And it's quite a beautiful thing to have your, store, your soul restored. But I think that the thing point it was making was that it was He that did it. And so I just found myself getting quiet with God. Dear God, Restore unto me your image and likeness in my thought and actions today going forward. Because I, by myself, am nothing. But in reality, I'm your servant. So please use me to do your will. And after I did that, I felt my dominion again. I went on to the next activity, and everything went very well. It was orderly and good. And so I'm so thankful for the lessons I learned here in the Plainfield Church. They're just quite wonderful. Sharon. When I was new to Christian science in this church, I used to suffer from hay fever. And when the time came for cutting grass, I used to have to stay in the house with the windows closed and the doors closed because I would suffer very much. So one of my first healings, I asked a Christian, Christian science practitioner here, uh, if this could be healed, and she said yes. She said, one idea of God cannot harm another idea of God. Well, that was the end of it. The next day I was outside cutting the grass, no problem at all, and it's been many years and I haven't suffered from any allergies again. I am just so grateful for Christian science, for practitioner help, for God giving us this wonderful way of life. And thank you for the readings. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for the beautiful readings, uh, fairly, for tonight. I have a testimony from New York. She says that I would like to express my gratitude today about this recent healing. In the middle of last week, I started exhibiting signs of what at first appeared to be sore throat. As the weekdays advanced, these symptoms were becoming more aggressive and alarming. I worked with some statements from the Blue Book and the Bible lesson, and some improvement was noted. However, by the weekend, I was in pain, had lost my sense of taste, smell, and appetite. My daughter called 
me during this time and noted that I was not feeling well. She is not a Christian scientist and immediately urged me to have a COVID test. I laughed and told her I would not. Nevertheless, after I hung up, I started to worry about the possibility of having what she's suggesting. The next day, I started to feel worse and I called my practitioner and asked for help, prayerful support, and she gave me statements from the, our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, like the scientific statement of being, and I also found this line in Science and Health which says, a physical diagnosis of disease, since mortal mind must be the cause of disease, tends to induce disease. Thinking about this and knowing the truth, soon I realized I've been allowing myself to entertain the possibility of having this virus. I continued to read Science and Health and to affirm I could not be invaded by anything but God good. The symptoms started to disappear as the mist when the sun shines. Next day, I was fine. My appetite, my sense of smell, and taste were back as well. I am so grateful for Christian Science, Mary Baker Eddy, our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, for the practitioner support and for Plainfield Church. I would like to give my gratitude for this book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. It really does have everything. And I'm so glad to see or learn Mrs. Eddy's own example of obeying God and all the Christian science demands, all that Christian science demands. Sometimes I ask myself if I am doing this just so I can be sure that I am obeying what it demands. I'm finding more and more how powerful and effective the law I am all obeyed helps to overcome every temptation. Recently, there seemed to be a deluge, I would call it, of, of, of um, uh, careful support from all angles. So many, 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 many calls. But how wonderful it is that God does prepare us for whatever is ahead, if we are walking closely with him. I remember clearly that the early mornings before this, I heard very distinctly, I am all, stand. I, I pondered this and I prayed with it, but the saying was so strong. And I know that's what helped me during that, this, these times when there was, seemed to be so many calls. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't shaken. I was, there was such a calm. I think that's what they call the destructive calm that shuts error up. I, was, I felt really calm in handling it all, and I knew it wasn't me doing anything, but the truth that I heard early in the morning. I am so truly grateful for finding Plainfield, for it is here that I learned to not just read a lot, but to read, listen to God, and practice this wonderful saving gift to all mankind. 
I'm so grateful to be here tonight, thankful for all the testimonies that really prove that what is in that book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, is our saving gift. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, first are the comments on the church website bulletin board, the first from California. Expressing gratitude to God, Mary Baker Eddy, Plainfield Christian Science. So much light and direction to live. Thank you. And then France. Dear Faith, Jared, Bruce, and others contributing to the musical beat of our lives, thank you for your continuous work. I work in front of the computer 14 hours a day, hardly ever getting up from it, trying to solve problems of others most of the time. It is easy to lose track and think unscientific thoughts. So lately I set my time, my telephone, so lately I set my telephone ringer to play your Peace on Earth so that before I pick up the phone, I get my thoughts right. I also set an alarm for every two hours during the day when certain hymns start playing, just to remind myself to take a short minute prayer and get out of the rat race for a moment. My favorites are, If We Ever Needed the Lord Before, and I Go to the Rock. Needless to say, it also gets me up from the table for a bit of boogie. <laughs> so now I am fully compliant with that homework and safety principles. That's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful suggestions. And then Virginia, my granddaughter Maggie, who is 10, is so enjoying and benefiting from our wonderful Sunday school for young people. Every week, one of our members, Linda, emails me the children's lessons for that Sunday, and I forward it to my daughter, who prints it up and shares it with Maggie. We are all so grateful for these simple truths that are presented in such a fun way. Maggie loves them, and my daughter and I rejoice that she is receiving Christian science in these easy-to-understand lessons. And that's available for any child who wants to join in on our Sunday school. And then here's a, a note from South Carolina. I am so grateful for all your offerings. I listen to the round tables and readings of articles online whenever I can during every week. The truths you send in your printed pieces are so needed and I am so grateful that you send them to me for I cherish them, especially the Liberator magazine. I feel I am kindred spirits with you all. I am a member of a small society which I feel needs my thought for support and also of an association which I work for as well and love dearly. Still I feel that your church put forth the, put forth, forth the additional love of truth that fulfills my need and I appreciate it so very much. All that you are doing for Mrs. Eddy her, and her cause with love and gratitude. And then a testimony from California. I wanted to express gratitude tonight for the wonderful lessons I'm learning from attending services 
at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church and the fruitage from our weekly lessons, watches, and roundtables. A few weeks ago, I learned that the importance of forgiving another is not just to bless us in the act of forgiving, but to bless the other person because our act of forgiveness allows them to start forgiving themselves. Today, while speaking with my Plainfield practitioner about a message my son had texted to me, I realized a new application of this reciprocal action. When I do something to bless someone, the blessing doesn't become a blessing to the other person until gratitude is felt and expressed. I realized this when my son sent a heartfelt thanks to me for my presence in his life. That felt great, but my doings were, were not done to feel great, but in demonstration of God's presence. What meant everything to me, though, was his expression of gratitude and acceptance of these blessings, which were really an acknowledgement of God and an opening for even more good to flow to him. I am so grateful for the truths I am learning at Plainfield and the little but formidable changes in thinking that are taking place in the way I look at life. I'm sending my love to you all. And then a testimony from Missouri, Headache Healed. In working with the lesson this week, these words stuck out to me in the story of the prodigal son, quote, and when he came to himself, end quote. After studying these commentaries and reading some articles on this subject, it occurred to me that every healing we experience is an example of coming to ourselves. Then this morning I awoke with a headache. Recurring headaches have been a challenge for me over many years, and they used to put me out of commission for two or three days in a row. However, the words from our beloved leader found on page 391 of our textbook came quickly to me to meet this challenge. They are, quote, never plead guilty, end quote. So I immediately began to refute the reality of this claim of a headache. Also, in the article entitled Oneness by Bigdell Young, there is a paragraph that directly addresses this specific direct suggestion, so it stood out to me. It first cites this from miscellaneous writings, quote, A sense of evil is supposed to have spoken, been listened to, and afterwards to have formed an evil sense. What, what is this sense? Error versus truth. First, a supposition. Second, a false belief. Third, suffering. Fourth, death. End quote. Bicknell Young then explains, quote, Let us illustrate. Someday a suggestion appears at the door of thought and says, You have a headache. This is suggestion. If you do not detect it there, you may say, I have a headache. And then it becomes a belief. And if you, not, if you do not detect it there, you suffer from it. If you detect it at the beginning and say, I do not have a headache, it stops at the supposition and never goes through the other three beliefs. End quote. 
So, I immediately detected the claim of headache as a suggestion, and then declared repeatedly in my thought, I do not have a headache. As I got up and prepared for a busy day, I refused to plead guilty to this suggestion at the door of my thought. I endeavored to control thought, as was in integral to John Wyndham in meeting challenges while in prison, while in a prison cell during World, World War II, and as explained in his book, Ultimate Freedom. I've also been studying the specifics of how Mrs. Eddy healed by reading the book entitled The Healer, The Healing Work of Mary Baker Eddy by David Keaston. What has struck me most is how each challenge was met immediately. Over and over in the accounts of Mrs. Eddy's healings, it is made clear that the demonstrations were made immediately or spontaneously, or within perhaps five minutes, or in a few moments, etc. So I have reasoned that if the promise made to us in John 14 is true, that we will do even greater works than Jesus, then we must then we can expect such quick healings too, just as Mrs. Eddy demonstrated on so many occasions and which are so inspiring to read in this valuable book by Keaston. So, thanks to the study of these books and Bignell Young's articles, all recently mentioned during weekend study sec sessions, the challenge of a headache that tried to intrude on my thought this morning was met within about an hour as I came to myself, as the perfect child of our perfect Father, Mother, God. I am so grateful to now be able to move forward joyfully and with freedom as today unfolds. No words can adequate, adequately express my gratitude for Christ Jesus as our way shower, our leader for her invaluable teachings and many healing demonstrations and Plainfield Church for the ability of endless resources for our increased spiritual understanding of how to put Christian science into practice successfully. Thank you for those beautiful readings tonight on loving kindness. Certainly a most important topic. You know, there's a reason that our magazine is called Love is the Liberator, because love is always what heals and what frees us from the bondage of the carnal mind and all those etc. Some time ago I had read an article, and I, I don't really remember who wrote it, but it was about incurable diseases. And it was interesting because it said, you know, when doctors or the materia, material medica says something is incurable, it merely means that the cure is within, incurable. Perhaps the outward ways to heal it have failed or proved not successful, but of course we know God always heals, and there's nothing incurable to Him. And I thought how true, because We've learned here, and talked about it this past Sunday, about the kingdom of God not coming with observation, but the kingdom of God is within us. And my goodness, to just think of that, the kingdom of God within us, 
So of course, God would have the answer, the cure, for any problem, whatever it calls itself. So there is nothing incurable. And as we look deep inside within ourselves, he'll tell us perhaps what we need to know, what we could do better. And it usually has to do with love, divine love. On page 96 in our book, Collectania, Mrs. Eddy says, there is no fatal mistake. There is no unforgivable wrong. There is no permanent injury. There is no incurable disease. There is no such thing as too late. I thought how beautiful that is. I have turned to that statement many times. It frees us from all these mortal laws that says, yep, too late, incurable, this, that, or the next thing, and brings us to the divine law that says all things are possible to him. I'm so grateful for these wonderful laws and rules we learn in science. We learn how to practice them and use them that brings about great reformation and healing to our lives. I'm very grateful to be with you all tonight. Thank you. <clears throat> to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the third line, hymn number 179. Love is now dawning over every nation, showing true brotherhood, publishing salvation. Love bids all discord cease, conquering hate, enthroning peace. Love, love alone is power. Hymn number 179.